Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to The Show on the Road, a new podcast where I interview songwriters, band leaders, and musicians from around the world. My name is Zach Lubiton. Hey, this is Zach's dad, Jeff, and I'm here to tell you that The Show on the Road is brought to you by Nomad, the tech accessory company that makes the most fashionable and rugged phone cases, charging cords, and battery packs today with handcrafted leather and Kevlar materials that are built to last. My favorite item is their base station battery hub, which can wirelessly charge two phones simultaneously. Its ambient light sensor even dims its LEDs at night so you can sleep peacefully. Yes, sir, the folks at Nomad really do think of everything. Go to hellonomad.com slash BGS and put in BGS in the discount code for 15% off until the end of January. This is Zach's dad, over and out. Thanks, Dad. Nailed it. This week in the show, my conversation with the young folk blues guitarist and singer-songwriter, Sonny Ward. I'll freely admit, many of the folks I've been lucky enough to talk to around this mic, I've known personally for years, playing festivals and theaters and saloons with them, hanging out in hotels, shooting the shit. But every now and again, a new artist can burst onto your consciousness and make you want to look around you a little harder. Turns out that while Sunny War was playing her poetic brand of punky blues right there on the rowdy boardwalk in Venice Beach, I was living just up the block and walking past her every day without noticing. Well, shame on me. But I'm so glad to introduce you to her now. She took the train down and we had a really cool talk. But let me tell you this, our conversation wasn't an easy one. She's had a uniquely nomadic and often traumatic past to draw from. But what really impresses me is how she cuts through the bullshit with her sense of humor and describes the world around her and all of its ugly nooks and crannies and makes it beautiful. She hasn't toured much yet, but that's about to change because after many years of doing it all on her own, people are starting to take notice. And why not? I want you to imagine her voice as something between Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders and Mississippi John Hurt on finger-picked blues guitar. You know what? Enough of me describing it. Here she is now, Sunny Moore. It's always fun when I can do a podcast about someone who I didn't know existed 48 hours ago. All right. Because <laughs> it's like sometimes your favorite music just appears to you like magic in your brain. And you're like, where's this been? Where's this been my whole life? Oh, okay. 
What's uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's some good shit you've been listening to recently? I really like. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think Nilufer Yanya, I think, and mm. she's from London, mm. but she's Turkish. It just kind of, it kind of reminds me of like the Pixies or something, mm. and like it's just really good. It's just stuck in my head all the time. Do you like going back and forth between sort of the punk worlds and the folk and blues worlds, or is it all kind of one world at this point? Well, like just you mean to listen to or musically playing? Yeah. I don't think I ever really did play punk. I only like I guess I maybe played folk punk <laughs> at one point, but I I listen to every, this morning I was listening to Drop Dead. It's like just depends on the mood, I guess. I listen to folk and punk, but also hip hop and also Like what does punk mean at this point? It's sort of a, almost a loaded word. I mean, for me, because I only really like mostly, like, 80s hardcore and then just, like, 70, like, just original punk music. So it's, like, there's not a lot of 90s and past that bands that I... Like, if I like a punk band from after the 80s, it's just because they're they're trying to sound like they're from the 70s or from the 80s. I think just even the record... Like, the recordings are just better. So even if it's not even better, it just sounds better. I think because it's like, yeah, they got to use go back to analog. I don't know. Everything digital sounds weird. Do you record some of your stuff in analog? We record digital and then run it through this like tape machine, and then it goes back into the computer mm. so that we can still edit it. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like, but we after that, like usually try to drop it to tape. Mm-hmm. So it's like mixed, I guess. And you, uh, you kind of moved around a lot as a kid, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> like I saw Michigan and Tennessee and Colorado and all that stuff. I mean, uh, does that sort of nomadic start filter into your music? I think it. It's probably I don't think crazy it stories. Go, I don't think it goes into my music, but I think it's probably why I've got into playing more. Mm. It's just because I never really had like friends and stuff because it was like I was always like a new kid all the time yeah if you're like a fish out of water it's kind of like your friend is the guitar or something you know? yeah when did you start playing guitar I started playing when I was seven but I think I got more into playing like when I was in middle school because I think that's when that's when I was getting into more music I guess like more guitar based music you remember the first record that you bought on your own i remember buying um the distillers album i don't know if it's called city of angels or something i know it's green but i remember (laughs) i I really liked i bought that and then i also had somebody burn me a bad brains uh rock for light album Mm -hmm. But I was really into. I was also really into ACDC, like obsessed with ACDC. Why you think? It's. I mean, even now, even now, it's like. It still sounds great to me. <laughs> <laughs> like it's. Just, I don't know. I don't. Well, just. But unabashed. it's not like I feel like I should be like this. Fan's kind of stupid. But what I. But I still listen to ACDC once a week. 
<laughs> like so I don't, I don't know what's your go-to acdc song i just like i just listen to like back to back in black and like just like all the corny fucking hit songs that they have did you want to be a guitar shredder when you were a kid yeah oh i, I thought i was gonna be like slash or something like that i mean did you, did you look up to someone in particular who was like a model i wanted to be like a combination of slash and angus young mm. Which basically just wanted to wear like a hat and like maybe have. Did you rock a hat when you were, when you were young? No, my hair was too big. <laughs> I my hair. I used to have a really big afro. That was another thing. Like I always had to sit in the back of the class because my nobody they couldn't see over my hair. For real? Yeah. Did they make good. you sit back there? Well, the people couldn't see over my hair. It's just a courtesy thing. Yeah, it's like they need they needed to see the board so. I understood. I was like, then I found out I needed glasses. How did you end up in California? My stepdad, we moved here because he he was acting and doing comedy. So I guess we just moved here for him. And then they got a divorce. So it was just like, I guess we just lived here. I don't know. <laughs> Some of your tunes remind me of uh, Rodriguez. You ever listen oh, to him? Oh yeah, Rodriguez. Um, you know these sort of <laughs> protest songs, but from this very serene, hovering above the scene perspective. You know, where I think sometimes the most powerful comment on society is is not yelling in someone's face. You know, yeah. It's just like there's that song. You have violence, 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 and you're kind of. Re- repeating that well that i mean that song is not really that song is more like about just admitting that i have a violent thing i guess it's really about it's about basically it's like i just wanted this dude to get out of my face because i was gonna like i just felt like hitting him and stuff did you so no (laughs) i have before though i was like 22 we were like both 22 and like drunks like just drunk all the time and like he was the type of like he would get mad and like break furniture Mm. and then it would be like i would just push him and be like i bought that coffee table you broke my coffee table and it's like we it was just a really dysfunctional bad but i mean it was probably mostly how much we were drinking i don't think i think we were kind of okay sometimes (laughs) but the song is just about being, me being violent, really. <laughs> the newest song you have, uh, the Age of Man, Age of a Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I really dig. Um, and going off that conversation, I'm curious about how there's this line. You know, he's just he's just a boy in the Age of a Man. You know, it's like these these young kids that are growing up and becoming dudes. You know, and in theory, we're trying to be better people. And this whole the Me Too movement is. I think encouraging guys especially to like open their damn eyes for once, you know, about their bad behavior. What would you tell young men today to make them better men when they grow up? Um, don't have any kids unless, like what Michael Jackson said, don't, if you can't feed the baby, then don't have the baby, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know. Don't bullshit people just to try to sleep with them. Mm. Like, that's just wasting people's time. What do you mean, bullshit? 
Like, just, like, dudes, like, okay, like, I feel like especially now, like, there's a lot of dudes that they try to pretend that they want to be in a relationship or say whatever just to, like, sleep with somebody, and it's, like, it's totally okay to just want to hook up with people. You don't have to pretend. It's not like the 50s. Like, you Mm. don't have to pretend you want to marry somebody. Mm. Like, it just seems like, I don't know if that's just, like, my age group, but it just seems like a lot of guys are just, like... They just pretend they're just so full of shit. Or like they pretend they have jobs. <laughs> just a bunch of stuff. Just like just be real about it. That everybody in Venice I know that's homeless has a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's like it doesn't even matter. You could just be yourself and there's somebody for you anyway. Mm. So <laughs> Is that community uh, a good support system for you? Yeah. Cause I mean, really, cause I was, I even when I I was sleeping on the beach, when I was a teenager, and then later it's like I would have jobs, I would like live somewhere with a bunch of roommates and have jobs. But I I've always been busking like on the boardwalk for years, just so like either that was my only income or I was just trying to, or I had a part time job and I still didn't couldn't make rent. So it's like, I've just been going to Venice, like, I just know most of the people either, even, like, they could be vendors who sell their artwork, or they could just be people who live in a van, like, old deadheads, or just people that just come in, train hoppers and stuff, like, I know a lot of people in Venice, I guess, and I just got to know them just by playing, busking on the boardwalk, and just being there all the time. Did you have a spot that you used to busk? Yeah, in, in front of the Fig Tree Cafe. Hmm. That's the best spot. Kind of reminds me of that story of um, Nina Simone was talking about when she had to work at like, Coney Island. And she would play these like seven-hour shifts at these bars. And she Damn. would just play every song she'd ever heard, you know? And then just start making up verses. <laughs> and then start Damn. making her own version of the songs that were on the radio because it was the only way she was going to pay rent. And she was like, I don't know any more songs, but I'm just going to make my own songs, you know? Well, I think she could play them over and over, (laughs) over seven hours. (laughs) It's true. That's cool. That's like back in, that's like back in the day though, when they used to have like piano, it was like piano bar or whatever. It seems like that would be so cool if they just had that at all kinds of restaurants and stuff like that. I know a lot of people that would love to have a job where they could just play piano all day. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, or whatever. What's the name of the guy in, in Venice with the long hair who's always playing the piano? I can't remember his name. He's been down there what for is a long name? time. How does he get the piano down there? He's wild. It has wheels. It has like a little... Where does it come from? You know, they have those like tinted shops or whatever. Mm. I think one of those lets him keep it in there. Hmm. And he has to take it out every morning. He takes it out every morning. He's crazy. He's crazy. I wish he would like slow down sometimes. Yeah. When you were down there on the beach, <laughs> did you feel safe enough? I mean, mm, I mean, no, I didn't really feel safe. I mean, stuff happened, you know. People pulled knives on me and stuff. And another time. All my shit got stolen there before. 
And it wasn't even, like, stuff... It was just, like, a sleeping... It was, like, stuff that I was just... It was, like, a backpack in a sleeping bag. Oh. And it was, like... I remember that, because that... That was, like, one day I just didn't have any of my stuff, and it was, like, cold. So that was not cool. What did you do? Basically just froze... Not froze, but I was, like... Just kind of, like... I went to the canals, and I was just sitting there all night until... Because it's, like, I couldn't try to find something until the next day. So it just, like, was a shitty night. But there were worse things than that. I mean, you know, I don't know. I got arrested out there... Basically for being drunk or whatever. But I've had cops just be... Like, when I think back to how cops were, like, treating me at that time, I'm kind of, like... Like, I was, like, 15. Like, mm. it's just kind of, like, weird, like, when I think about it now. Like, at while it was happening, I just thought, like, oh, this is... I deserve this or something. But now I'm just, like, how... Like, if I found, like, a drunk teenager, I wouldn't be, like, twist. I wouldn't, like, break their fucking mm. wrist or some shit, you know? It's just and you're, like, not, you're not a large lady. Yeah, it's just know? ridiculous. It's just... Maybe they thought that that was helpful or, like, that that you could just scare somebody straight or whatever right but it's like obviously i i have an addiction because it was never that i was like being violent Mm. or anything it was just like i was just a drunk minor right so it's kind of like it's not a good approach to just be like mean it's just sort of like i would probably be like you have a drinking problem like no i wouldn't say that (laughs) Well, I'm yeah, trying like, to come from a thing of like, why are you doing well, this? Yeah, but like, how do you help a kid like you? Like, like yeah. what, what would have been the best thing to do for someone like you? I w- now, okay, like sometimes kids ask me to buy them booze or whatever. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> but like, I remember being like asked, yeah. waiting outside of the store. But I, t- I would say like, hey, you should just smoke weed till you're 21. And then start drinking. Mm. <laughs> That's what I would say. Because it's like, they would probably just go home and like take a nap. You yeah. Know? Your, so your first record, Worthless, came out in uh, 2014. How did that come about? Well, well, first before Worthless, I made Sheep. That was my first time recording solo. And that was from um, Jerry Fialka, who's like this guy in Venice who he does a lot of stuff around Venice but he goes on he rides his bike on the boardwalk like every day so that's how I met Jerry and I would always be playing for change or whatever and he would just like he was like would you ever want to record some songs and then and I was like yeah so then we ended up going to I want it's some college the one that's in Inglewood that school I think we went there and that was when I made Sheep and then we made a video and put it on YouTube where basically I played all the songs from Sheep. Mm. And then it was like we were trying to sell the CD on YouTube. Mm. And then I would, um, there used to be this place called Spontos on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. So that was like my first time kind of playing gigs. So it was like I would just do that. And then later I met Mark. He's the guy who recorded Worthless. I met him the same way I was playing on the boardwalk. And that was when later I had newer songs that I wanted. I did want to record. He had a studio in downtown. So that we just recorded live 
Your guitar playing, it kind of reminds me of uh, like Mississippi John Hurt and some of the finger picking, you know, blues styles, but in this rock and roll, there's a little rock and roll beat in there for me. And, and I really, I really dig some of the early stuff too. Um, the newest song, Age of Man, has kind of this anti hero vibe going on, you know? And <laughs> can you read the first verse for me? Is mess with me and get stripped of your manhood. I ain't the girl next door. I'm no good. I could bring you to life like your mama, but you'll refuse my advice. Call it drama. And I'll leave you like your father. <laughs> like you left your son and daughter with the woman who learned firsthand. You're just a boy. Avoid the age of a man. That's great. I mean, it definitely has this... Uh darkness that you know you're addressing um, yeah you know can you cuss on here absolutely it's about fuck boys you know that's what it's about the song elaborate it's like dudes uh like they have secret kids or whatever yeah and they don't and you don't find out till like three years into the relationship <laughs> like <laughs> just like that's some fuck boy shit like that's just that's foul like Maybe it's it's like really per- I guess it's too personal to me like but is there anything but. too personal that's the thing it's <laughs> I mean I think like the songs that what would be universal and everyone would get but sometimes yeah. the most personal stuff that maybe only applies to you is the thing that everyone gets because yeah. everyone has that own demons that they don't really want to talk about and it's kind of like our responsibility as songwriters to actually talk about the shit you know yeah well, it's also that song is also just about guys that it seems like they they want their girlfriends to be mothers to them, mm. and it's just like it's weird. There's like weird shit going on in a lot of. It's like weird. It's like you you want to be my son. I don't know. It's like that's the vibe I get a lot. Well, I think there's <laughs> there's there's elements of. Uh, wanting to find someone to comfort you and to do things for you and to make everything better, you know, and that's yeah. kind of what your mom did when you were growing up. Yeah. You know, if, you know, if your mom was a good mom, you know, but that's not like your girlfriend or your wife's, you know, your wife's responsibility, you know? Well, like the thing, okay. The thing that it's cool. I think that that's the point. Like to me, it is like, yeah, comfort each other and like take care of each other. But, like, sometimes I feel like it's like they put all their emotional shit. They It's like they try to make you responsible for their emotional well-being, which I don't know if I, if I really agree that that's, like, mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm sad, I'm going to tell you I'm sad, maybe, or talk about it, but I'm not going to, like, expect you to fix my... Mm-hmm depression Uh like i don't think that's fair yeah i think there's a thing with guys where there's a bit of a sizing each other up what do they call y'all need to talk at the urinals urinals yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, but that's only like 30 seconds just open up get it out (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like safe space urinal talking yeah tell me about working with uh mika nelson from particle kid on the uh, particle war record well, at first, I'm trying. At first, it was just gonna be an EP, and I don't know what how it. I guess it's like we just kept adding songs, 
for the mic always kind of had input on different things like he's just really good with structure and stuff like mm-hmm. and I'm more like I guess just very simple like it's just really like it's really hard for me to have a chorus and a verse like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to want to change at all mm-hmm. if I'm playing so, like I play it's like I I only do that because I feel like that's what you're supposed to do but even just having a bridge is like a really new thing to me mm. so <laughs> But Mike, I don't know. It's like we were jamming, and then we ended up. First, it was like we both did a cover. It was cool to work because I sang on some of his songs and like played bass on one, and then he would play drums. How do songs start for you? Some of them, the ones that are really wordy, they start just like as poems, I guess. Because you start with the words first. Sometimes. Or, but other times, like, you can tell, I don't know if you can tell, but there, like, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, I just want to use this riff, like, I just need to use it. <laughs> yeah, the song comes from out of that So I just groove. try to write something to play with it, because I just want to play it. But then other stuff, it's like, I, like, I want to say a certain thing, like, the more simple songs are more, like, about the lyrics. But, like, there's songs that I hate. That I, I wrote, and I just wanted to play the guitar riff, and it was like I rushed the lyrics because mm. I was just like, this is tight. Like yeah. that song, To Love You, it's like, I just liked it because it just reminded me of like old blue stuff. But it was like, I couldn't think of anything to save. Um, let's talk about uh, your mind and where our mind goes when we write. So I want you to think of a memory somewhere in your life sometime in your life when I say the following words hungry I don't know Any, okay like anywhere in your life there's Anything. been times when I wished I was hungry <laughs> okay <laughs> okay I mean I had a little uh I did I did some drugs man and I couldn't eat mm. and I was like really really skinny and then there's been time I used to dumpster dive too. I used to be hungry for real too. Yeah, it's yeah. no joke. Alright, when I say the word sunshine. I think of here, I <laughs> guess. Or Florida. One time I went there. Is the sun different in Florida? No, but they call it don't they call it the sunshine? Yeah, sunshine state. Yeah, I remember there's just a lot of old people, and I, was, I thought it was gross because I had never seen like elderly people who wear bathing suits before. <laughs> that's Speedos. Like, yeah, that's the main thing that I remember. Like I went with this. That was when I was little, and my mom's friend took me and her daughter to go to Disney World or something. Mm-hmm. And I just remember us being at the beach, and I was like, oh. Like, why are they wearing all that with all that shit hanging out? Yeah, my dad threatens every year when we go down to Mexico for Christmas. He's just like, I think I'm going to do the Speedo this year. And we're like, please, <laughs> please no. <laughs> all right, what do you think of when I say desire? I guess, um, I don't know. I really wanted a cheeseburger the other day. <laughs> really desired. Desired. The sweetest. It. Sweetest I cheeseburger. Where's your go-to best cheeseburger? I like the 
the counter, mm-hmm. that place. If you could have one meal before you died, one last meal, what would it be? Thanksgiving. Mm. <laughs> or Christmas, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? Turkey and mashed potatoes. When they got and... all that shit and you just get a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. I miss that. I like that. What's uh what's the music you're working on now? Now I think I just I'm done with the album. I think the last song was recorded like three days ago. But it has a new record. Yeah, it has thirteen songs. Awesome. And now I'm trying to figure out the sequence of the... It's weird to try to f- figure out how they should go. But... If you walked through the gates of rock and roll heaven, what would you see when you first w- walked in? It would be... Rock and roll heaven is where you you can only go if you die at 27. Uh, That's what the song's about. Mm. So it's like Robert Johnson. How's the chorus go? The chorus is, it seems I've made it past 27. There goes my ticket to rock and roll heaven. Ain't got no money, ain't got no car. Just got the blues and this old guitar. Mm. And then it's all about, and then the verses are just about um, anxiety (laughs) and depression. Not depression, but just like. I always, I always ask this one dumb question uh, in the podcast. If you could create like a tour with you and like three artists in a bus, dead or alive, who would they be? I'm going to have to choose people that are alive. Um. If, if, you, <laughs> if you must. Uh, let me see. Because I wanted to... Then it could people, actually happen. There's people I, w- I would like to play with like... Open for Alabama Shakes. Mm. And that girl I was telling you, um, Nelly for Yanya. Mm-hmm. And then probably my friend and Shannon Lee. Yeah, Brittany, mm. Brittany and uh, Alabama Shakes. I mean, that's that's a, a type of thing that is... No, I ch- can I change the last one? Yeah. Gillian Welch, I got to Oh, all right. I don't want Shannon. Santa Monica's finest, Gillian I Welch. I mean, Shannon could be on it, too, but <laughs> if I had to choose. Sorry. That's it, yeah. Do you feel like you have ever been able to really catch lightning in a bottle when you've been recording? Is there a certain song that you really are proud of? Um... Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I don't like I don't like my voice. There's things I just don't like. But isn't that funny though? Like but people I'm who, changing. I'm trying to work towards changing it. But people who are recording like. music and who are desperate to get their music into the world, right? Yeah. But also don't like the sound of their <laughs> own voice. I always think of that line. Uh, there's that line in a Wilco song. You know, every time I hear my voice, I start to shake. You know, it's like I don't. I don't even mm. want to hear my own voice. But then it's like, why are you singing into the mic? Yeah. It's like this interesting push and pull. Well, you know? I don't, I, I like to write though. So it's like, to me, I think of it kind of like rapping, like mm. not rapping, but it's like, okay, if I'm going to listen, like a lot of people, I like, I might not like how a lot of people's voice sound, but if I like their words, then I like it or, and then I do like 
ugly voices also. Yeah. So in a way, I just kind of think of it that way. Like, I kind of want to just have an ugly voice. Cause, like, I want to be like um, Tom Waits' voice. Mm. Or like, I think Louis Armstrong's voice is kind of ugly. It's beautiful, but it's ugly too. Mm, well, it has a grit to it. Yeah. So I just, now I, I'm trying not to, I can't, it's like I feel like I'm always, I try to sound, I try to sound like, oh, I want to sing beautiful or whatever. Mm. But then it's like I can't do the things that I want to be able to do. Like, I want to be able to sing, like, um, I don't know, Beyonce. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But well, it's like I can't sing how I want, so then I have to change songs to make it something I can sing. Because I, I smoke a lot of cigarettes, too. Mm. So I can't even breathe without trying yeah. to... It's just like, I feel stupid a lot. Your your voice, actually, <laughs> on some of the newest recordings, reminds me of Chrissy Hyde from uh, The Pretenders. Somebody told me that. Now, there's this element of sort of... Because you're, you're narrating some of the songs, right? And you're singing it, but you're sort of also narrating a story more than singing, which I think is awesome, if it's if the lyrics can match, which they do, you know. But I want to be like, um, well, we all want to be Beyonce. I mean, let's be real. Or like anybody that goes like, ah, <laughs> I wish I could do that. But or I want, I would really love to have a singer, to have maybe have, start a band and just have a singer. Mm-hmm. Do you get stage fright? Yeah, well, see, the thing, okay, I do, but also, I get, I have panic attacks just going to grocery stores. Like, I have, a, like, an anxiety Is it problem. the crowds? So, <laughs> like, the worst thing I could yeah. be doing is trying to play in front of people. I think writing and recording is really cool. Mm. But I, playing is, like, that's, I don't know. What do you do when you get a panic attack at uh, Whole Foods? Um... Sometimes I just leave. <laughs> That's the easiest, like easiest thing to do, probably. Or I don't know what I don't know what it is. Sometimes I get nervous for no, and it's not all the time. Like I feel like I'm okay. It's just sometimes all of a sudden, I'm just like if I I could be on the train and it's like all of a sudden I just feel I feel nervous to get up and get off on my stop. Sometimes, like I just get I don't know. Like something's gonna happen. No, I just I just. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna fall, yeah. Like I, I think I'm gonna fall, and everyone's gonna laugh at me. <laughs> it's like weird, and then it goes, and then it huh. can go away, or huh. I can be normal. Mm. I think it also has. I've been eating edibles too. Okay. And I think they've kind of been affecting my moods. Like, do you think that certain drugs help you get through things? I don't know. All I I don't do drugs anymore. I just I mean I only eat weed now. I don't mm. even smoke it anymore. So now I just and that I thought I was doing to stop drinking as much, mm. which now I don't really drink, unless unless I'm at a club or a bar. I try not to. So it's weird because like I could eat one three hours ago and then it doesn't really do anything until couple hours later you know and then all of a sudden i'm nervous you know <laughs> what's the worst regular job that you've ever had well i was a janitor 
at the Crenshaw Mall. The Crenshaw Mall. And I thought that's what I wanted to do until I found out. Because in my head, I was like, oh, it'll be cool. I'm going to wear headphones and whistle and just like <laughs> mop. <laughs> People are going to not talk to me. But I wasn't allowed to wear headphones. What? I had a little walkie-talkie where basically this lady would call me and be like, Oh, some kids threw up in the playground. You gotta come and get the, bring the sawdust. The kids puked in the playground again. And it was like she would call me. Every time a kid puked, like anywhere in the mall, she would call me. And it was like, that wasn't even... I can't even get into that. Because <laughs> like really, she was just being mean. Because it's supposed to be like different there's different floors and like different janitors had like different sections of the mall like i wasn't supposed to be called to the fucking playground to Mm. clean up she's just like kind of mean and then like that job sucked though i thought i wanted to be a janitor because i thought nobody would talk to me Mm. i thought it would just be like okay every day i clean this floor and Mm. i do this or whatever Mm. but it was like i had to restock the bathrooms and people were like they were, like, yelling at me, like, it was just never fast enough. Mm. And I was like, fine, use it without toilet paper. You know, it's just like, it's it's like I would have to close, you know, they close the doors sometimes of a mall so that the person can clean the bathroom and shit. I would just have people yelling at me, like, and it's like... Like, I need the bathroom now. It's like, there's 20, there's 20 stall, like, I'm putting toilet paper in there, I'm doing shit, like, it's just like, I was stressed out. And they, and they're doing illegal stuff like, they weren't paying me overtime. Like, they were making... It was crazy. It was just annoying. I ended up quitting. But Drake. I had to keep it because it was, like... I had to keep it for a while at that time because I didn't know what else to do for a while. Is there any janitor songs that came out of it? I feel like Till I'm Dead... Isn't It's not about being a janitor, but I wrote that around that time how's the chorus go for that the chorus is like um i got no money i got no friends i got nowhere to go (laughs) the fun never ends i like to drink i like to cry wait i got no (laughs) way i like to i don't want to live and i don't want to die yeah it was like how i felt all it was every day was the same every single day all right we're gonna try something uh, you may not want to do this, but it's going to be great. We're both going to write a one-page short story from one line. And uh, the line that we're both going to put and then write a little short story is, She was vindicated just by the sun rising that morning. You never know what's going to emerge on the page. All right, you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. Okay. The line is, She was vindicated just by the sun rising that morning. He had put her in chains two weeks ago, she thought, and locked her in his shed. It smelled like turpentine and sawdust. Is this really how I'm going to spend my holiday break? She thought to herself. He seemed like a sweet professorly type. Thick glasses, fluffy red beard. Harmless and kind of sexy at the same time. But after the first night at his beach house, her stomach started sending those familiar signals to her brain. Why were all his phones off the hook? Why did his hands look splotched and smelled like bleach? 
Why did she start sweating when he walked in the next morning with pancakes? She loved pancakes. She, would, she swore she would kill him as soon as she got out of that shed. Not sure how, but she would. And as soon as the darkness was uncloaked from her half-beaten shut eyes, she would take his eyes straight out of his head. How long had she been here? She couldn't tell anymore. She wondered if her mom liked her fluffy bathrobe as a Christmas gift this year. She had asked for it. It was pretty fluffy when she tried it out herself. If the sun rose one more time and she heard his voice, she would get him. She definitely would get him this time. <laughs> Damn. All right. She, okay, vindicated. She was vindicated just by the sun rising that morning. She wasn't sure it would, and if it did, she wasn't sure she'd be alive to see it. Her name was Eliza, and Eliza was hibernating all winter. Eliza was raised by bears in the woods. <laughs> you know that story, the Jungle Book? Well, this is way better because Eliza was raised by bears, not punk-ass wolves like Mowgli. Fuck Mowgli. <laughs> Anyway, Eliza was hibernating all winter and was very eager to catch some fresh salmon. She was starving. The other bears respected her, but didn't really like her. She was the loneliest girl in the world. She had never met another human being and certainly not one raised by bears. She was thinking about killing herself as she ate her raw fish. <laughs> Alright. Nice. <laughs> See... I never would have gone there. You know, that's... <laughs> that was quite a journey. Should we play a song? Okay. All right. What's the song called? Tomorrow Someone New. Tomorrow Someone New. Sunny War, live in the closet in Santa Monica.
destined to be pressured by my peers. I was everybody but me for so many years today. Pray to no longer play monkey, say monkey, do I am who I am today. But tomorrow, someone new. Tomorrow, someone new. Who? Tomorrow, someone new. Who? Tomorrow, someone new. Who? That old guitar sound damn good. That sounds cool. Big thanks to Sunny War. She took the train all the way down to the west side to talk with me. She got in my car, and I think she didn't quite know what was about to happen, but I'm really glad it did. You can go to thebluegrasssituation.com for a brand new sitch session featuring Sunny War singing He Is My Cell. You can go to sunnyward.com for tour dates and more music. Her newest single is called Age of a Man. It's really, really funky. And uh, go see her at Zebulon here in L.A. February 6th if you're around. It's going to be really fun. The show on the road is hosted by me, Zach Lupiton, and produced by the handsome Hawaiian Chris Jacobs with support from the Bluegrass Situation team. The show on the road is a part of the BGS Podcast Network. This is Zach Lupiton. See you on the trail. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.